podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the Villa View in association with Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20, you'll get 20% off most things on the Luke Roper store online. To take advantage of that code, cheer yourself up from the fact you're a Villa fan and buy yourself some garments. It's into the last hour of the summer transfer window now, and I'm here with Omar to see the Villa fans through that last hour. Omar, you okay? Good, mate, yeah. Got all my devices ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this, mate. I've never done this before. Neither have I, to be fair. I've got a few, I'm chatting to a few different people, seeing what's going on. But yeah, Villa have obviously signed Den Dunker in the last few hours, one that we thought would go through, but has probably come from nowhere, really, in the last 24 to 48 hours. So he's in from Wolves to firm Villa up. We'll come on to him for a li- in a little bit, sorry. Expect Bednarek to sign in the next hour. Well, he'll have to sign in the next hour, otherwise he's not going to be playing for Aston Villa. That, that's for sure. So we're expecting Bednarek to arrive through the door. I'm trying to find out what the hold-up is with that at the moment. And I think that's probably going to be it for incomings unless Villa have an absolute ace up their sleeves that they're keeping quiet from everyone in the football world because everyone seems to think that there's not much happening. There was talk of Saar being reignited earlier, but that doesn't seem like anything that's on the cards at the moment at all. But I'd love to be proved wrong and love to be announcing a big superstar signing in the next hour. What else is happening? Douglas Louise, Arsenal have had a third bid in, I think, from what I'm hearing. So we'll see what happens with that. Villa saying like they're standing quite firm with Douglas Louise. I think it will take money of the bigger variety. So I think you're probably looking at something like if Arsenal were to come in with between 25 and 30 million, you may see Louise leave. I'd be dead against it at this point because I still think he's our best option for the way we want to play as a number eight. But yeah, um, which, which way do we want to play? Sorry, Dan. What? Well, I thought we wanted to play a passing game. So if we do want to play a passing game, then we're going to need Douglas Louise because he's the best passer out of all our number eights. And yeah, Arsenal fans sound like they want him in. I actually think he'd be really good for Arsenal, Omar. I, I don't want him to go there because I know no. we'll be sat in the bottom three and people will be saying, I can't believe Villa let that guy go to go to Arsenal. And I don't think he's like the answer to all Villa's problems, but I think he'll help us for, for, for this season, to be honest. But... Mm. I do think he would absolutely suit Arsenal and the style in which they play. So we'll see what's going on with that as well in the next hour. Hopefully nothing happens because I think that does leave us short and I wouldn't be happy to see that. It doesn't seem like Nakamba and Sanson are in favour at all at the moment. So we'd be very short of options in central midfield. Terms, I imagine, are agreed with Arsenal already in terms of personal terms. So if Arsenal did have an offer accepted before 11 o'clock, I think it would all move quite quickly. Players don't have medicals apparently in this in these kind of situations these late situations so yeah we'll see what happens so omar last day of the window as i said at the start dendonka not really one we were talking about at all come a little bit from nowhere but i'm going to be honest it's one i'm okay with bit of size plays for a good international team has been part of a largely successful team in the last few years that have finished above us on a consistent basis in wolves he's been a big part of that Wolf fans on social media don't seem that bothered, but I would say that's not necessarily a gauge of whether a player is a good signing or not. No, not at all. I um, About a week ago, really, I think it was, I tweeted, would you take him on, on Twitter? But just because I, I just had a feeling that we might go for him. I don't know what it was. I had no inside information or anything like that. But I think he was linked with another club 
um, one of the Premier League club. West Ham and Everton were in for him. West Ham Everton, I think so. Yeah, and um, in my head, I thought, yeah, this guy's perfect. We've obviously seen him have standout performances against us. Keep Grealish out of the game on numerous numerous occasions as well. Uh, and I just think he's a very solid signing, very much in the Chambers mould in terms of, you know, a solid, dependable player. He's at a good age, 20, 20, I think he's just turned 27. Um, you know, like you said, Belgian international, plays regularly for Belgium. Um, has not been used as much as he would have liked to over the last maybe sort of six months at Wolves. And they've signed Nunes as well. So, you know, obviously he's not going to get as much game time as he did before. But, you know, he's a very dependable player. Adds height, adds physicality. Neat good and tidy, and good age, neat and tidy in the ball as well. Uh, great engine on him as well, uh, which is something we've been lacking in terms of running. We've talked about uh, on a few pods now, and versatile as well. A bit like Chambers, where he can play defensive midfield. He has played as a number eight before, um, and he can play centre back. Uh, albeit, obviously, I think he's played centre back more often than not in a three, both for Belgium and for Wolves. But that kind of versatility, you, you definitely need, um, especially because we're short in the centre back position. Uh, although it does look like we're going to sign Ben Rag, but I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think it's it's not like a wow signing. And uh, again, going back to what I've said numerous times, you know what what is going on behind the scenes in terms of scouting, in terms of recruitment, where you know we're, we're just signing. You know, Wolves are going to sign this uh, Troy guy. I have no idea if he's any good or anything. But um, you know, where where are we? Are we, are we scouring the European market? Are we looking abroad? Are we are we looking for sort of hidden gems or? You know, is this what we're doing now? Signing sort of ready-made players who are not journeymen, not at all, but, you know, sort of steady eddies, if you like. Is that the way we're going? Is that what Gerard wants? You know, it's just, I'm not, I wouldn't say like concerned or anything or, or annoyed, but just just interested to know what, what's happening in terms of strategy. You know, we were either we were either buying players from Europe who were, you know, potentially going to increase in value or buy, buying players from the Championship who, who could then make that step up. Uh, and suddenly we've changed direction and we're buying these players late on in the window, very late on in the window. Um, and Perzler said himself numerous times, anyone doing deals on transfer deadline day or rushing around transfer deadline is a club not being run well. well so what does that mean about us? Um, I think the club's in shock. I don't think the club envisages a start like this. I, I actually credit them in some way. I mean, I've been very negative recently. I'm pretty down on how things are going at the moment. But I will credit them for the fact of because Perslow has said that in the past, they could have been stubborn and not done anything. I think we've needed to do something. And, you know, Chris Broughton saying here, Dendonka and Bednarek are, are two internationals, what everyone's moaning about. Yeah, it's probably, a, probably a valid point, isn't it? You yeah. know, they're, they're both international international mm. footballers. They prob- they both add something that we miss. And also you could say, you know, about, about scouring the European market, but the two big signings that we've made, I'm not, I don't exclude Coutinho in this because he was already at the club last season, but the two big signings yeah. we've made in Diego Carlos, who obviously has ended up getting injured, and Kamara, you know, they are players from, from Spain and France. You know, we have pool players. You know, I, I get what you're saying though. We're not we're not pulling in like those those hidden gems because I think those two players were, were, were pretty well known. Yeah, yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, you know, it's not so much. I think the players like, Brighton pull in, for example. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm not asking because there's a risk to that involved. And I think we're at the stage now where, especially with Gerard, where he wants sort of players that can come in and make an immediate impact because we're going to push on to the next level. Which again goes back to my point in terms of, you know, these players that we've signed recently. There's a you know at their peak. There's no there's no like in two or three years time maybe Gerard will get it right and you know we'll we'll progress and the team will gel. It's got to be now in the next season or two because that's when these players are in their peak. Um, but it's more, you know, these signs like Paqueta, 
uh, you know, players like uh, Diallo we were linked with, um, uh, Akpo, you know, these types of players who are who 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 can take you to the next level, and they can they can either you know they can fail. There's there's risk to every signing, but these types of players where they can, if they do really well, take you to the next level. Whereas with the players that we're signing, Lysa Dendonka um, and Ben Rack, you, you sort of know what you're going to get. You know, they're sort of six out of ten every week, which which is fine. And and the centre back position, especially, I think the club cannot be at fault for that because who knew Diego Carlos was going to get cropped? We had to we had to get someone in quick. I imagine all the players that we had on our list have either gone elsewhere, as we know, or maybe signed new contracts or where they're currently at or, or not looking to move. So you're, you're sort of stuck. You're looking for you know the best of the rest, and I think did not, I think Bedenrack is a, is a solid signing in that respect in the short term uh, on a short term deal. Uh, I have no issues with it. I think it's more sort of centre midfield. You know, Dougie Louise, what's happening there? Um, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna go or not? The longer it goes on, the better position we're in with that. Well, it depends what you want. You know, I can see it from both ways. In that, if Villa get a fee, like a bit like Chuck Wemeka, I wasn't as upset about that because he didn't play many games last season. But Louise, he's, to me, he's a big part of this squad, and he's the most fitting midfielder. For me, yeah. as a number eight at the, at the moment, he's actually in a bit of form as well, which is which is rare in the in, in the Villa team at the moment. And he's got a relationship with Coutinho, which mm. seems to be rare in in the Villa team at the moment. So is there anyone who can score a goal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want him to stay. And I've yeah, never been a huge fan of Douglas Luiz. People remember that tweet I did like three or four years ago, where I said this isn't La Liga, and then got absolutely panned on Twitter. For, I was going to mention for what I said, but you know, at the moment, I. I think, although he doesn't solve all our problems, I think he just provides something that the other number eights at the club cannot provide. And I think that's what we need in the team at the moment. And it's a bit like that with Den Dunker, actually. He will provide something that the other midfielders in the squad can't provide. Being a multifunctional player as well nowadays is really important. You look at Brian, they just change formation at the drop of a hat. Mm. With the players that are on the pitch, they've got a solid march who can play pretty much anywhere. They've got centre-backs that can move into midfield, centre-backs that can play at full-back. You know, they can just change it at the drop of a hat during a game. It's not going well. And I know they lost, but they did that on Tuesday mm. against Fulham. We have, we're not able to do that. And, and someone like Dendonka will will do that. I've had a text saying that Bednarek will be announced later. So it sounds like that is done. But don't shoot the messenger if it doesn't yeah, happen. I'm just I, telling I think you we what de- I, we deadline day as well. Yeah, I saw someone early moaning about, oh, why isn't anyone, you know, why isn't there quotes from Gerard about Dendonka or pictures with him or anything like that? I think it's a deadline day. They're just... There's so many deals happening. Anything could happen last minute. You know, a player could become available. Player could go. Um, you've just yeah. got to be well. We're you know, at risk you, of that, you, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can't be worrying too much about the media side of it and announcing signings. You just got to get to the point where you get as much as you need to get done. Um, it's it's unfortunate that we're in this position. I think with like I said with the centre back, I, I completely I, I hold the club not responsible for that at all. I think it's one of those things where it was always going to go to last day because there's so many moving parts. We've seen. Craig Dawson, Dedong, uh, Dedong, uh, sorry, Bednarak, uh, Kaletika, you know, all these types of players are all linked in some way. There's a sort of a moving chain, isn't there? So players need to move. Some players might come, some players might not come. You know, Bednarak looked like he was going uh, uh, West Ham and then Dawson looked like he was going to Wolves and then suddenly that's not happening, he's coming to us. So Yeah, and that's the point that. you can lose a player as well that you've got yeah. coming. That's yeah. that, that can easily happen. I mean, it doesn't sound like that has happened to us. But Southampton, let's say they didn't get who they wanted, they could easily turn around and just say, "Well, we're not we're not giving you." I mean, do you remember when we thought we were going to sign? Was it Leroy Fern? We ended up with Tom Carroll. So yeah, that really did <laughs> come from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those. But I, I, what I'm saying about is, 
you know, what, what, I don't understand why we haven't gone for Dezonko earlier. Like, what's we did a midfielder for ages? Maybe he wasn't he's available. Not, yeah, I don't know. I think he's been available for a while, but maybe maybe because they were looking to sign this um, Traore guy. Maybe that's why. So yeah, again, we we don't know, do we? Yes, it's all. It's all um, up in the air, but it, it is slightly concerning in terms of you know we've, we we <laughs> from outside looking in, and, and again this is maybe me being too negative, and I apologise for that. But you know from going to Bubakar Kamara, where we beat Atletico Madrid, did that in such a great way in terms of how we managed that whole process and managed to get him over the line. Diego Carlos, how quickly that was done, um, and without any sort of fanfare. And how many, and even Danny Ings, for example, you know, we, we, you know, you, I know you found out about it a few hours before, but literally press, no one knew about it. <laughs> no one knew about it before. Um, yeah, maybe, but, but again, that was signed, that was, that was sort of yeah, out there when he signed. But now it seems like there's so much news out there with the James Ward-Prowse news with the, um, uh, Emil Smith Rowe stuff and that kind of stuff last year. It's, it makes me wonder: is you know, is are, are things being done in the right way? Are we panicking a little bit? Um, are, you know, why is that? Why is our strategy changed? Why why does it look like it's all panic stations at the back in in the in, in behind the scenes? Sorry, um, it's it just because we haven't started well. I think because if we want to, if we won even one more game. It probably wouldn't feel but, like but, panic. But Gerard, Gerard, but Gerard said he wanted another midfielder. He said that before we even started to kick the ball in pre-season. So, you know, what? Yeah. what's happened there? I, I think I know who the original one was that they wanted and he was available. And then all of a sudden, the, the club decided that he wasn't available anymore. So really he was the number it. one target. They, did, they didn't get him. And they haven't really... We know that Villa usually... Now, the last 24 hours seems like there has been a change, but Villa usually won't go and get a player unless they think he's a definitive upgrade on what they've got. Now, I don't think they're necessarily thinking that about Dendonka. I just think they've realised that they they need something different, a different kind of option. And you have got the five subs now. And I think Dendonka... You know, Kamara can play centre-back as well, can't he? He's played centre-back. in Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And Kamara can, and can, play, and can play number eight as well. So. Might, you know, this points to me that if, you, if we're bringing in Dendonka, I think he's probably been brought into play, I would guess. Because hmm. he, you know, he might as well start at Wolves and sit on the bench. He was going to come to Villa and sit, and sit on the bench. It speaks to me that we might be going four two three one, which I think is what what fans of fans of wanted. Because he, he, I suppose he can play as a box to box midfield. I suppose that is his game. I suppose he is a box to box. But then that's no, making around. Yeah, I, I, Ramsey's job as well. That's their role, their best role. Yeah, I think, I think midfielders he's don't go box to box for Villa. No, he's better. He's better defensively, I think. Um, yeah. and you know, again. At least we'll be better in both boxes now. You'd expect he's six two, isn't it? Yeah, and okay. he's and, and he's good in he's good in the box as well in, in the opposition box. You know, he scores goals and he gets himself in good positions. Scored so a bit of park, didn't he? In he's the scored a bit of park, yeah. He's yeah, he scored a few goals, and and obviously Bednarak is the same as well. So at least we'll have. I think oh, I think Bednarak reminds me a bit like a maybe like a James Collins type signing under Martin O'Neill. Where yeah, maybe just needs a change of scenery. Yeah, no nonsense. No nonsense. Change of scenery. A solid, dependable guy um, who who won't make too many mistakes, and you know will do a good job. Um, and if it's a one year loan, then you know we've got Carlos coming back. I think that's that's probably sense. That's pretty sensible business. I'm not Dedonka and Benrak. I'm I'm quite happy with. Really, am I? I don't think people can moan too much about those two oh, signings. People are moan. People are finding something to moan. Yeah, about I, I think may, maybe where we are lacking one one hole is if Dougie Louise goes yeah definitely I think in terms of a, a sort of a player that can pass the ball because Ramsey and McGinn and Samson all very similar type players um, 
and then Dinonka and Kamara, you expect, are, are going to be playing that double pivot or vying for the same position. Yeah, Dougie Louise does offer something different. Um, I would have liked to have seen Tim Arogman um, play, to be honest. I, I think whenever he's good played, for him at QPR, though. Yeah, be, yeah, um, definitely. It's good, good, for, good, for, good for him to get minutes. But you know, I, kind, I kind of wish that... Um, maybe this is me being a bit idealistic, but I kind of wish that... You know, he would just play him in a double pivot, to be honest, and let him have game time. Maybe he's not ready, but he's. Not, I don't think it's even to do with readiness, is it? Is if you took a young kid in when things are quite hostile, True. as they are now, they could sink yeah. and then they're, they're ruined. You know, yeah, he goes to QPR. From what I, I know, a couple of QPR fans, they're absolutely chuffed with how things are going at the moment. You know, you put him in a good setup. Bale's got off to a, a decent start at QPR. You, you put him in there in the in the championship, and he gets the physicality yeah. and does well, which I imagine he will. You know, he's quite a neat and tidy passer as well. You know, he goes there and does well. I think you've got a better player for next season. Whereas you mm. chuck him in now, the way things are, he could easily get lost, and you never see him again. So I, I I think it's probably the right thing at the moment. And he's just sat on the bench anyway. You know, Douglas Louise has been sat on the bench. I don't think Tim's going to come in, be coming in and start and starting. But we need. I think it'll be a good move for him. But we've we've got to do. We've said we've said for ages we need to do something with that midfield. Now, is this a Gerrard signing? Is this a club signing? Who who knows? But you know, if we've brought him in, you think he's got a chance of playing? Then Duncan, mm. I'm talking about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so I just reading news that um, Roman Fabrizio Romano just said Aston Villa rejected one more proposal from Arsenal. Yes, yeah, so they have. Someone said to me there's been a third. There's been a third bid. I think yeah. it was about twenty five million. Yeah, it's twenty three minutes past ten. You think apparently Arsenal? Uh, yeah, Arsenal not left negotiations, but it looks really complicated with Aston Villa. I, I think Villa are, yeah, playing hard bargain. They said I saw a report of I think Miguel Delaney saying forty million. Um, I which, think thirty yeah, would get him personally. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think he's worth forty million if he had four years on his contract left. Um, I don't think. I was going to ask I'm you really... that. I was going to ask you if you'd say he's got to say he'd signed a three year deal a year ago. Yeah. yeah. What would he? What would? What, would he be worth? Because I wouldn't have thought we'd have got much more than 30 with three or four years on his contract. Yeah, 30, 35 million. I, I think, you know, Douglas Louise, I, I really like him as a player. And I think he needs to be playing in a well-functioning team, like maybe like an Arsenal, hmm. Man City or uh, La Liga or maybe Serie A. But I, I think he's replaceable. You know, I think the attributes he brings... Not today, though. That's the problem. Th- that is the problem. That is the problem. In terms of where we are now... You know, if we had sold Dougie Louise and sold and bought Yuri Tillemans, obviously that's oh, man, not going to happen. Watching him play tonight, he didn't have a good game at all. Didn't have a good but game. I, but I, I was watching him, just thinking, oh, "How's no one bought him?" Because he, you know, he's going through the motions at Leicester now, isn't he? You can see, and there's a danger yeah. now that this is what might happen with Douglas Louise because I imagine he's fuming because he's, yeah. he's not first choice. So he's sat on the bench most games so far for Villa this season. You know, he's not going to go in and be a definitive starter for Arsenal every week. But he'd be a rotation player. He'll get his fair share of games. And if you're him, at the moment, I don't like saying it, but you're you're thinking, well, I'd rather be a rotation option at Arsenal than be sat on the bench at Villa who aren't oh, going course. well. 100%. So, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And he'll play better, better football at Arsenal. He'll have a, more opportunities to score goals, assist, play with better players. He'd um, suit them as well. And I, I it's, it'd suit yeah, Arsenal to a team. Really you know, they're going to have more of the ball. And, and I think under Gerrard, he'll, he, he's, he's a... You know, he's lost a little bit. Um, Gerard talks and, like he really rates him, but then, you know, if you rate him, play him. Because that midfield hasn't been working. Yeah, yeah maybe it was a way to try and, you know, get him signing a contract. Maybe that's know, why but... he's not been playing. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, again, we don't know. And, uh, you know, he's, he's played in the he's played in number six position. I don't think that's his position at all. Uh, but the thing with Dougie Louise is, 
he he's good at certain things, but as a number eight, I think it depends. That again, it depends the type of team he's playing with. I think at Villa, I always think he's never really going to suit any sort of style we're going to play because he needs to have a really really good midfield around him, and he's not he's not like a really athletic number eight, is he? In the, in the mold of a Ramsey, where he's going to be physical and get up and down the pitch, but what he does bring is um, he keeps the ball ticking over and gets what, the ball to people quick. Exactly. Uh, first time you know, passes and things. First like time that. passes. He sees the pitch really well. He's got great vision. He links up play with the mid, sort of attacking midfielders and forwards really well. He, he does scores, 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 gets in good positions. And and as a number eight, I think what I'm impressed with him is is his work rate. He does work hard. You know, he doesn't. He, he may not be as as quick as a Ramsey or or a McGinn, but he does cover a lot of ground. He does work hard, and he, he do he can do everything fairly well, can't he? I think. Yeah. Um, he's never had a run uh, at number eight. Either. That's the other thing. No, gets, like, any form no. of consistency, you've got to have a run at doing something. I don't care where you're playing on the pitch. That you need you need a run. And I think of two games last season where he played on the left as a as a number eight. You know, Man City at home and Liverpool at home, where he scored. That Man City game in particular, I thought. I'd still go as far as to say that's the best individual performance I saw from a Villa player last season. With Douglas yeah. Luiz at home to Manchester City as a number eight. He was absolutely exceptional that yeah. day. You know, he, he's not a consistent player. I'm not for one second saying he is, but, you know, he then didn't really play there again until... But he, he's also, what, tw- 23 years old? You know, 24. He's younger yeah, 24. Than I thought he was. Yeah, but, you know, he's still he's still yet to hit his peak, um, which I think a lot of people... Because he's, he's played so many games for us and he's been here a while and... Uh, He's been an important part of what we've done. Uh, people forget how young he is, um, and he's still got room to grow. He's gonna, you know, he's probably gonna be in the Brazil World Cup squad. Do you imagine? Do you think he will? Um, yes, uh, I, I feel like. Uh, he well, maybe, maybe not now. If he, he, could be wrong. If he moved to, if he moved to Arsenal, he would have been. I'm sure. Um, That's true. Maybe not. Maybe not now. But then, you know, if we if we had sold him and then signed Gallagher, for example, then. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's a good replacement. But again, Gallagher is one of those players. I know people really rate him, and I, I really rate him, but. He's, he's just a better version of McGinn. So, yeah, Gallagher is an we're interesting gonna, we're, one. We're not going to drop McGinn, are we? And uh, I don't, we, we've said before, you can't have two McGinns in terms of McGinn and Ramsey playing together. So, having McGinn and Gallagher playing together is going to be a similar type of problem that we've had before. So, again, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that one. I've, I've seen, have you seen Freddie Gilbert's uh, little tweet? Yeah. He's a bit just lost, isn't he? What does he do? Yeah, I feel for him. I feel for him because you know he was one of the best right backs in 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 France. In, in France. Yeah, he, he played really well. Had a really good loan spell. What is it with uh, us and French players? We just I don't know. just never worse, yeah. is it? It's Anson. No. Remember Matteo Burson? Matteo Burson. Yeah, I that remember. was always a strange one. Ginola came and got Ginola. called fat. Yeah, <laughs> Didier Cisse. Didier Cisse was the first one. Um, yeah. Or Didier Six. Didier Cisse. I think it's Matteo Cisse. Did, was Didier Gap French? I imagine that. No, he was. I think he was, was French speaking, but I think he was French. Yeah, he sounds uh, like a French name as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just never works out. With the, Pires came in at the, the tail end of his career, had one good game. Yeah. Plodded, plodded, <laughs> plodded around the pitch for the, for, for the rest for the rest of you know. It's not been good. If you're a Frenchman, don't come to Villa Park. It's not worth it. Yeah. So it's funny yeah. when we go about. I feel a bit sorry for him as well. But again, it comes down to that thing of yeah, people said Dean Smith didn't like him. Then obviously there was a chance to reintegrate him now under Gerard. He played a little bit of pre-season at the start, and you know mm. Gerard's obviously seen something that he doesn't doesn't fancy with him as well. So that's two that's two managers again. Same with Sanson, two managers that have just decided they're not right for for Aston Villa. So I do feel yeah, for I, I do I do feel I, I, for him. Though. Ultimately, I don't think he's good enough. Um, but he's he's lost now. If he doesn't move, which he's not done a lot of going to, if he doesn't go back to France in the next half an hour, he's yeah. sitting around doing nothing till January. 
Yeah, maybe a Turkish club will uh, pick him yeah, up. We were saying in there, we were saying earlier that Turkish window stays open for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's for Villa, purely for Villa players. Yeah, no, nah, they get ready to they get ready to pick up anyone that didn't go up in yeah. Turkey. That's what that's what they do. They that's do a good a, idea. A lot of the time, it's a good idea. Yeah. Always to be fair, is I think other countries should, should operate a bit more like that. Get the window open a little bit longer, and then you get yeah. the people that haven't haven't gone to gone for a move. But we we, we had that problem, didn't we? When uh, English window closed at the beginning before the beginning of the season, and like some windows some windows were still open, and it really cost really cost clubs. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, God to Neil Neil just said God bless Turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Villa maybe need to realise there's other clubs in the in the world that you can sell players to apart from Turkey. Have we got people who are at risk of not being registered here in the 25 man squad? Like who? Well, I don't know, like Sanson, for example. He's obviously not. Oh to, yeah, no, no. I at think the moment, would he? But would we have enough to register Sanson? I don't know. Why I've asked you as if you'll know the answer to this. I can find out. But no, yeah, I, I, I think I think it'd be fine because we're close we've, to the threshold. Got... We bring Bednarek and Dendonka in. You know, are we then hitting? In our twenty-five, where that we're going to have senior players not being able to be registered, I imagine we'd be okay. I think we'd be fine. Off the top of sure. my head, but yeah, because our Gazi Troy's gone. Yeah, if anyone wants to do the math for us and, and let us know in the comments, then then, yeah. then do that. Yeah, I mean we've got uh, Stuart Martinez and Olsen. I, yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at the Villa sure. website. Should we work it out? Got, <laughs> I've just been on the Villa website. They've got Matt Target on here. They've got Two and Zebi on here. Courtney Two still on there. Two and Zebi. Trezeguet's on here. Troy's on here. Unless oh, we've suddenly just made a load of signings back that Chuck, we don't know about. Chuck Romaker's on here. Keenan Davis work, is on Villa. here. Excellent work, Villa. Excellent. I'm going on the official app to see what the don't state go is. Go on Premier League, I think that's probably better. Yeah, it's more up to date. I just want to say, player profiles. One, two, three. It's up to date on the app, to be fair. Yeah, it's on the, on the iPad. Uh, one, two, three, four. I think that's just soft, an, an OMR software update problem on the iPad I'm going to go with. How It's on Safari. How's that? Okay, okay fair enough. Three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, we're okay because Archer yeah. and uh, Ramsey. I don't think would need to be registered because they're too young. Yeah, yeah, more I than t- enough room. I've just totally forgot we signed Augustinson. By the way, where has he been? He's been injured, hasn't he? He got a little bit. He got a little bit of an knock. I expected to see him against Bolton. Yeah. Although the way Luca Dane's playing at the moment, you might, might be expecting to be in the team himself in the in the in the Premier League. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually young, maybe even giving a, a nod. If he's I'm scared of. I'm, I don't want to think about Saturday. There's a very real chance Harlan could score two hat tricks in that game at the moment. Mm. He scores a hat trick every week. He's coming I up against us. Triple captain time, maybe. But will will Pep rest him behind before the Champions League? That's the question, isn't it? He did say um, that he would be resting him at some point. But it won't, we won't get that look. It won't. It won't. It won't be us. Even you know, Alvarez would score a hat trick instead. He looks quite handy as well. As well for Man City. So I'm, I'm very worried about. That. I've, I'm yet to watch a team really, and I've watched. Have I seen? Would I've seen every team live at this point on the telly? Don't know. I'm yet to watch a team and think, oh, we're better than them. No, no. I watched. Um, I watched quite a bit, uh, especially on Tuesday. Um, I switched between all the games and. Uh, Watched at least sort of forty-five minutes of every team, and uh, a lot of teams. Leeds are better than us. Fulham are better oh, than wow. us. I th- 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 better Paris, than us. Brighton. I'm not sure in terms of better than us, but not on paper, more, but on the, to the eye. Definitely, definitely every in terms team of, is better than us. In terms of a plan, no yeah. plan no, I, was say, I was saying this on we were on, we were doing a spaces last night, and um, every team, the the, the the quality of the Premier League, I don't think has ever been higher. Um, I think every team has good quality. 
the the you know, the likes of but you know even Brentford signing you know really good players. Crystal Palace. They come back. We go behind. Yeah, come over. Crystal Palace have got some good players. Leeds have got some good players. And they're all, they're all, you know, there's a lot of good quality all around the Premier League now, but also a lot of them have good coaches. They all have a strategy. They always have a way. They all have an identity, a way of playing, and and they play with desire. They play with pace. They play with conviction. They've got movement off the ball. That was the biggest thing I saw watching those matches was like Brentford, Crystal Palace. You know, midfielder gets the ball. There's three or four players buzzing around with, with giving them an option. You know, we, you know, I was watching Coutinho on um, against against West Ham. And I was just so frustrated because you know he was getting he was getting the ball, you know, dropping the shoulder, getting into position, looking for a pass, and there was just Danny Ings and Watkins standing there, and then McGinn was playing left back, and Luca Dean was playing left back, and then Dougie Lewis was tucking in next to Kamara, and Matty Cash was yeah, not good. way over in the right hand corner, and I was just thinking, you know, what what uh, what are we doing here? Like, where's the movement? Where's the plan here? And every other team seems to have some sort of plan. And you wouldn't mind, you know, even playing long ball or playing counter attacking football, you wouldn't mind. Would be a style. Long- at least we'll be at least we have a style, you know, and and that's why I was thinking, you know, if we sign Ismail Asar and Didonka play four two three one, and you know, we, you got Watkins, Bailey, and and Asar as your front three, that's pretty frightening in terms of counter attacking style. Um, at least at least you can do that. At least that's an option. You can get you can pick up enough points then to you know to have a okay season. But with the, with the with where we are at the moment, yeah, it's di- difficult to see that. And that that is the other option, Dan. I don't know what you think, but I think you know we sold our Garzi, obviously, and ultimately he's not good enough for where we're going to be. But in terms of where we are now, he's probably good enough. Uh, Troy is to see him going all honestly, not because I thought he was going to play or anything like that. Just you realise that squ- that squad, the players that got us yeah. back to the Premier League, that connection. Pretty, yeah. There's only two, three left if you include Jed there at the, yeah. the moment. So it's uh, oh, his nail with the breaking news. Arsenal finish with Louise, not happening. If it's Debbie Davis come from David Ornstein, it's a thousand percent true. He's the most professional person I've ever worked with in my life, yeah. David Ornstein. And very good at ev- good at everything, good at writing, good at yeah. talking. I mean, that's not everything, that's two things. But you catch the drift of what I'm trying to say. Good at sure, sure good at other things as well, Really good at squash, really good yeah, uh, chess player. He's a good he's a good guy as well. Really yeah, but and especially well. especially um Arsenal Arsenal news, he's yeah, he knows. He, know, he knows someone at every club. Yeah. Obviously, I've been. I've probably no. I should be telling these kind of stories, but it's fine. Obviously, I've been around Sky the, the last month at Sky Sports. Sky Sports knows, and that everyone says the same thing about Villa. That that that's the hardest to find stuff out about. You know, Villa try and keep everything as in house as, as as possible. You mentioned the Danny Ings thing earlier, and I did. I did know that morning that it was happening. I was too too scared. I was scared all day of that coming out. And then someone thinking it was me that had, that had been the one that had, uh, had leaked it, and obviously I've just revealed that I told you, so that's not that's not great for from me. Uh, yeah, but you told you be told me afterwards, though. So oh, did I? Okay, okay fine. But you know, to be fair, actually, you could you could be lying. You know, I, yeah, I knew about Darren Bent. The Friday I was before genuinely scared that because I knew I knew it was happening. I knew how top secret it was. I was genuinely scared that if it came out, I would get the blame. That was yeah. bad. That was a bad day. Yeah. It was a bad day. It was a bad day anyway. Because you know, Jack Grealish went went that day. And part of me still does think, I think about this every now and again, I'm not sure Villa will ever recover from Jack Grealish leaving. In, in some ways, it really is really not us back. It, I, mean, I knew it would anyway, but it's, it's something's completely changed within the, in the club now and it's going to be hard to, hard to get back. We just feel all over the place and as long as we had him, everything felt okay and it doesn't feel okay now. 
Yeah, because it, uh, we've said it a few times. I think Chad, who comes on our pod, said it. He, every game you run into, you felt like you had the best player on the pitch, apart from maybe Kevin De Bruyne and Man City. When uh, Jack Grealish, Aston Villa, Jack Grealish, not not maybe not Man City, but Jack Grealish, but Aston Villa, Jack Grealish. Well, we played Liverpool, like, and we did have the best player on the pitch. Yeah, you felt like you felt like this this guy is the best player on the pitch every game, pretty much. And you know he was a cut above. Even a seven out of ten, Jack Grealish was a cut above uh, when he played for us, especially that season. Um, so yeah. It was it was a tough one. I don't think we recovered, and I don't think it's been managed well since then as well. And I think it's knocked everyone for for sticks a little bit. But it's good news that Dougie Louise is staying. I think that's that's good news. Where he fits he in now, he will be not happy though. There's going to be some no, work he to won't do be. to put him back yeah, in. He's, he will not he's be a, he's a he's a professional though, aren't they? You know, end of the day, Jack Grealish wasn't happy when he didn't. We couldn't go to uh, Spurs when we were in the championship, and he. True. I know he's obviously he's a Villa fan too. He's never going to throw his toys out of the pram, but you know. Dougie Louise has friends at the club. His girlfriend. He's got some comforts club. in Birmingham. You know, he's, he's got, got comforts in Birmingham. For. Yeah, exactly. And he, you know, he's he's been here a long time already in, in comparison to the rest of his career. So I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll want to play. You know, he'll want to play. Yeah. Sure be actually, I'm he sure be, he'd be perfectly be, happy if he was on the pitch. He should be playing. Should be playing. Yeah. He should. He should be. Uh, should yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. I know you guys talked about the Arsenal game already, you and Neil, but hundred percent, he should have been playing. They should be playing a four-two-three-one. And uh, we should have been fairly solid at the back. And there's no way that we, you know, can see the amount of chances that we did in that game. It's such a one-sided game. And, um, you know, speaking to Arsenal fans, they were shocked at how one-sided it was because they they always expect yeah. a, a tough... I mean, I know last year we weren't that great as well, but uh, uh, Villa always give Arsenal a good game at the Emirates. Yeah, it could have been more last night as well. Yeah. Should have been yeah, more. And should have been more, yeah. And it was really... I think for Arsenal fans I speak to, you know, I, I, I've got good connections with Arsenal. Um which I've told you about before, I think, you know, uh, in terms of my work. And uh, I've, I've been to Villa Arsenal loads of times and um, I've seen us win there plenty of times. I've seen us lose at the last minute. Um, you know, I, oh, but we've always given them a good game and they've always, I think Arsenal fans pretty, you know, do respect Villa as a, as a team uh, more often than not, apart from a few idiots. But I think there were quite, a lot of Arsenal fans were quite surprised at how bad we were yesterday and how... Uh, how easy it was to pick us off, and uh, the, I mean, obviously they should have scored a lot more, as we said. But we move on now, and I think I think if Dendonka's coming in, then hopefully that I don't know what you think, but I think that signals to me a change in strategy um, or change of formation. Um, I can't see how we can play a diamond or a Christmas tree formation with Dendonka in there if he's going to be starting with Kamara next to him. That's true. Kamara, Kamara, I thought was really good, by the way. Kamara's um, been a good signing. Because, you must look around yeah. him and think, what on earth have I let myself in for? Yeah? I mean, do you, I don't, don't you remember Martinelli burst through the middle and Kamara just kept up with him. You know, Martinelli's quick, really quick. Yeah, for defensive midfielder, he's got everything you would want. I would say everything. He's a good passer as well. Good passer, and, and he plays well with. He played well with Dougie Louise as as a two. I thought you know they they linked up pretty well, and against Crystal Palace when Dougie Louise came on. So clever player. <sighs> yeah, exactly. You just need good quality around him, but maybe it's a—I don't know—maybe it's a confidence thing as well. Yeah, the, the, the player's confidence isn't high at the moment, which never helps. You know, obviously the fans are upset as well, and that do, unfortunately, you know, that does ride out onto onto the pitch as well. Players do things that they wouldn't normally do because you know they don't want to don't want to upset the crowd. That's just that's just a fact of fact of football. But we've got we've got to get something back. I mean, Saturday it isn't going to be on Saturday again. Even the most optimistic Villa fan in the world, which I have been at times, realistically. There's nothing to be had for Villa on Saturday other than don't get embarrassed. And I, and I hate saying that, but it's scary. We are so bang out of form and they're so bang in form with the best striker on the planet at the moment. That, you know, they'll smell blood. 
Yeah, Harlan could score six and go off after an hour, have a rest. Because he could have yeah. already scored six by that time. I'm <laughs> yeah. genuinely concerned. Um, you um, might raise the point about Arsenal that you that you were just saying. It wasn't it wasn't that long ago. We went there and won three 0 and we we were looking like oh, we, we could be the real deal here and everyone's thinking, I, what on earth's going on with Arsenal? I, now I they're actually think the league I, and we're on the way down again. Yeah, I, I think I, I think uh, I came on the Villa View then was my first or two two or three appearances on there. I remember saying, I feel like you know we're we're the best that we can be the best of the rest alongside Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah, we were on Spurs the, were we're disarray, on the way down. Yeah, Spurs were in disarray as well at the time. I think, and um, it just shows you how things can change in football, but also how badly we've managed because that, that is a frustrating thing, isn't it? You know, let, let's be, let's be frank. Yeah. We've been all, all doom and gloom for a while now and uh, it is frustrating, but we're in a, we're in, we're still in a good position because we've got really good owners. We've got a really good squad and we're, we've got owners that will back us and we'll spend money. But it's just, it's just the frustration of us being in such a good position, even though we sell, we sold Jack, that was a big blow, obviously, but it's even then, you know, you get a hundred million pounds, pure profit. From an FFP perspective, that's massive. That means you can rebuild the squad. You can sign every year, you can sign two or three 40, 50 million pound players, um, as long as your revenues are good and increase and you've managed that wage bill well. Uh, and you think even if you sell Jack Grealish, we're in a really good position here. We can still build a really good team and we can build more of a squad, you know, going back to what players have said about having not relying on one player. But it just feels like we've, there's been so many bad decisions. Uh, I said like a pattern of bad decisions, as I said last time, where we just ended up in this position now where we're really genuinely worried about relegation. And it's really, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like, like um, the Steve Bruce uh, era when we lost the playoff final, like I said, um, where, where, you know, you thought you, were, you know, before the playoff final, you're thinking this is our chance to go up to rebuild the club. And then, and not only do you fail, but then you end up in a position where you think, oh crap, we're, we're, we're staring down the barrel of a shotgun here and we're going to be dead as a club. And now you're thinking, you know, <laughs> before when Jack Richards was sold, you're thinking, yeah, it's a blow, but we can rebuild the club and we can move on in the app and continue to grow. We can try and cement ourselves as a top 10 team. And now we're looking at the, you know, generally I think a lot of people are worried about relegation and probably, um, probably rightly so as well. And it's, that is the frustration. I think that is the roller coaster of being a fan, isn't it? Um, yeah. And that's why, that's why it hurts even more. And that's why we're probably more doom and gloom than, we should be because f- fans from outside looking in are thinking, well, what are you worried about? You know, you've, you've only been in the Premier League for a few seasons, you know, it's always going to be ups and downs, but I think it's more um, where we should be compared to where we are. No, like I said, no one's expecting us to be top seven or anything. We're just expecting us to be a solid mid-table team and we're looking far from that at the moment. Yeah, it's, I was saying earlier, obviously, I mean, go back and watch the, the uh, post-match point. If you haven't watched it already to see the thoughts on the Arsenal game, but it's just that I just feel like last season never ended now. It just feels like a continuation, except for the, we're worse. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's not, not a good place to be. It's not, not a good feeling. Yeah, we could have gone bottom of the league tonight. I know it's only very, very early in the season, but it's never a good start. It's, it's not a great time being 19th either. Is it, you know, you, just, you look at us sat there at the moment, I don't think anyone would have expected that. Again, I say about the, even the most positive Villa fans wouldn't have thought this, but surely even the most negative of Villa fans wouldn't have expected us to be nineteenth at this stage. Surely, yeah. would you have expected? I can't. I didn't. I don't remember seeing anyone even on the cesspit that's Twitter saying, "Oh, we could be bottom three this season." No, no, not at all. No, I don't think so. Especially with the early run that we had. Yeah, um, you know, those games have gone now. Yeah, those games are gone, and, and it's hard. Not it's not back. Like, 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, if you're if you're worried about relegation um, season from the beginning, then you know those games are gone. But you still think maybe you can win a few games and and sort of get enough points to get the the forty point mark. But that's not where, that's not where we should be. That, that's but that is the no, position we're in. Point. Not that's, for the season upon season progression. No, that's where we're at now because it's very difficult to catch up now after those first few games because the difficult games come. Um, unless we go on a four or five game winning run, which you know we don't do, then I don't see you know I don't see anything but uh, at best a bottom half finish. Uh, the, the, two, the two after City are pivotal. The two yeah. South um, Leicester and Leicester and Southampton they're they're absolutely pivotal. I mean, I watched Leicester tonight. Obviously, at the moment, the only. Uh, I thought they said Carney Chuck with Mecca. I'm sorry, somebody just posted up in the chat. I thought you said Carney Chuck, Chuck with Mecca. I love that. Caleb, Caleb's no, gone. Caleb Chuck with Mecca. <laughs> it's, it's I love that. Run, I love that. It's, uh, punish him. Bro- Get him out. Your brother, his brother yeah, did. yeah, brother's gone. Get lost. Yeah, he's, and, he's uh, gone. All those all those people who are saying, uh, I remember on Twitter saying, oh, we only signed him because of his brother to keep him. I'm pretty I, sure that's I, probably true. Yeah, and I, I remember I was the one who was like, nah, nah, Caleb Chuck with Mecca, you guys. He's got a good pedigree and he's looked decent when he's played. And he has, to be fair, he has looked decent when he's played, but obviously we did just sign him because <laughs> of his brother. But yeah, I mean, that, again, that's a, you know, uh, in terms of going back to the transfer strategy, we, we would never expect it. Well, we didn't, maybe we did expect Carney Chuck will make it to go, but we didn't want him to go. Um, so, you know, where was he? Where was we, we didn't expect him to go. We didn't expect, yeah, him, we didn't to expect him to go. We didn't you expect know, someone to be coming in with 20 million pounds for him. I that's didn't. Why I didn't. I, I said we were lucky to get a five. Um, mm-hmm. considering he was he could go for half a million in, in January um, but yeah <laughs> fair enough we've got 20 million that, that's good work and uh, I um, I think you know where, where's his replacement because we were probably relying on him to have a have a say in this season and be one of our options from the bench well, you definitely be, if you bring five subs on I imagine he would have seen a fair bit of football more football than you're going to see but who's, who's, anyway. Dan, but who's, who's his replacement like who 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 have you signed to replace Carney Chippewamaker well, he the club would say he didn't play enough games to justify being replaced. But the same with Bertrand he was, Traore. He, he was in our plans, though, wasn't he? So, well, it, it wasn't like a Bertrand Traore. Or he kind of fell away from the plans, didn't he? Because he wouldn't sign his wouldn't sign his contract. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I just think um, he would have been in the squad. He would have been in most match day squads. Um, he's an option off the bench. You know, who's who's the option off the bench now? Mm. Um, well, that again. Danny Ings on occasion, Bailey on occasion, Wendell on occasion, Coutinho on occasion. You know. There are, there are options there. There's a comment here, Gareth Jordan, in capital letters saying, it's still early in the season. Now, I think anyone that's watched this channel over or knows me or has listened to me on Twitter will know that I am probably annoyingly positive at times. Positive Obviously, at the moment, I am not that at all. I'm, I'm not really happy with, with what's going on at all. So he's saying it's still early in the season in capital letters. But the point remains, those games that we've played against winnable games, those games are gone. It doesn't matter when when they are in the season, they are gone. And if you're in the bottom three at any point, it's not particularly a, a, great, a great look, especially when you've got Man City to come, come on Saturday. So I would I dispute that comment a, a little bit. I, I think just the fact that it's early in the season is irrelevant because we've had games, winnable games, or games that should, you would think we have a chance of taking points from, completely gone. Yeah, we lost to the yeah. the team that may well go on to be the worst team in the league, Bournemouth, on the first day of the season. I don't care yeah. when that's happened, it's a problem. Hmm. Yeah, oh, but to, to be fair though, I mean, you look at uh, other clubs around us. Wolves drew with Bournemouth, you know, nil nil. But, um, but when I watch Wolves, I can see what they are. I know it's not working, it's not clicking because they they need a goal scorer. But at least they, you know what they are. But you you know, with Wolves, it's going to click. Like they've they, got the they different the, problem they, to us. Their central midfield is yeah. perfect. Yeah, but they they, they, they do this they they do this every season, don't they? They have a 
they either have a bad start or a bad finish, and uh, and they and they find some they they do, do click and they go on good runs and they become hard to beat and score the odd goal and then suddenly win quite a few games. Um, so I, I imagine they'll do that. Leicester City obviously oh, yeah, are struggling. Sure. I saw Bread and Rogers saying um, this isn't the club that it was two years ago. I think he. But I you can saw. understand why they're struggling, can't you? I can I can get why they're struggling because of what's been going on behind the scenes there yeah. with us. We're supposed to be on the up. We've made we've we've made signings. We've we've spent money. People might argue that it's not enough, but you know we've made signings. People say about about our net spend. You know, Kamara was probably I would say probably worth between thirty and forty million, and we picked yeah. him up on a free. You know, so it, it, you've still bought in a thirty to forty million pound player there, in in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't yeah, expect just... this. That's the problem. I think. Leicester fans, I fully expected Leicester to be down the bottom at the start of the season just because of what's going on at, at the club. I expected us after a pre-season to be a lot better than we are, and we're not. Mm. Yeah. Josh Onham has gone to West Brom, breaking news. Neil, Neil loves a bit of transfers. He Absolutely. loves it. He, he loves it. What is, what is uh, Neil, Neil what, with what, his old manager, Steve Bruce. What do you do when the, when the tra- transfer deadline day have, uh, you know, ends and shuts, transfer window shuts? I can tell you what he did tonight on transfer deadline day. He's doing a bit of acting and he went to rehearsal. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. That's what he did. That's what he did tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah just treading the treading the boards, nearly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, what, what, one thing I, I was going to mention. Did I mention? I can't remember. But yeah, with Algarzi, Trora, and Trezeguet going, I do worry about our winger situation. Because, we don't play with wingers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, you know, still, it'd be nice to be able to pl- have the option of playing with wingers, right? <laughs> it would be nice to switch it up, whether we do it or not. But you know, we've just got Bailey. I fall back to our wingers, Omar. You know that. God, please no. You watch us, you know. Oh, God, you're making me depressed again. Um, Our fullbacks are our wingers and our central midfielders are our our fullbacks. Our fullbacks are wingers, but none of them can beat a man and none of them can cross. So um, that's good, isn't it? Um, But yeah, I I mean, Leon Bailey, I thought, um, you know, yeah, he was sort of hit and miss yesterday, but he's still. I actually thought he was out of everyone, I thought he was bright. Yeah, our brightest moments came from him. You know, he had a he had a good chance or, or made made it a good chance, um, and he showed. I think he showed willingness. Worked worked fairly hard, but I think he showed willingness to create something and make something happen. And I just I just think in in Premier League you need you need wide players. There's not many successful teams that don't have wide players. Or when you or, say that, you right? Know. When you say that, like yeah. Liverpool's front three, for example, Salah players on the on the right and Diaz on the left. Would you class them as as wide players? Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah, I would okay. say they're wide players. Yeah, they, they stay. They stay I agree they, with you. They, I was just checking. They, they, they stay wide, don't they? They stay wide. They they provide width. Um, and uh, if you don't have width, then yeah, maybe Brighton. I suppose you can say don't have natural wingers, but they have very. They very play wingbacks. They play three at the back they, a lot. They play very good fullbacks, and we will never play three. I don't think we'll ever play three at the but back. But we play. But we use our fullbacks like we're playing three at the back. But that's the problem. But then that, we only yeah, have two the at the back. <laughs> yeah, we only have two at the back, and. Uh, we leave the midfield empty, so you know it just doesn't work, does it? I don't, I don't want to go over ground, but the, the two formations we play—the diamond and the uh, the Christmas tree formation—they're out of fashion for a reason, as as I saw in an article. You know, no one plays them anymore. Um, but it'd be nice to play with it. It'd be nice to have a bit of pace as well. You know, um, there have always been a better team when they've had a bit of pace over the years. Yeah, they've been as good teams. Yeah, a, I've said that, and I've instantly thought of John Gregory and Brian Little's team. I can't think of any pace in that side other than Julian Joachim. Nah, there was there's plenty of pace. Um, I'm trying to think now, but you know, Martin O'Neill, obviously Gabby and Ashley Young, bit of pace, bit of guile in there. 
Yeah, yeah, Tony Daly, Dwight York, Stan, well, Stan Collingwood, but he obviously didn't play very well at Villa. Yeah. But uh, Julian Joachim, Darius Vassell, uh, you know, lo- loads of players, and obviously Taylor and Boateng and players like that who had <sighs> maybe not the quickest. But... Yeah, he, he was athletic. Yeah, he got around the pitch. He's well. athletic. Ran around the pitch well. Mercy to be honest, he's a pretty good nick now. You know, we did it. Nidden number eight. Ian Taylor, we'll, get him back. We'll be too averse to it. Honestly. Exercise every day. He exercises every day. Maybe we should day. just play. Maybe we should just play Gerard. To be honest, maybe we should just get him. And yeah, the there's team. a the Gerard and Taylor back in the midfield. Here Thanks he is, Mister Grumpy, in the comments. Thanks for the invite, oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, you had ample opportunity to say you wanted to do the show, Dolan. Um, absolute yeah. ample opportunity. And you're in the same WhatsApp group that everyone else is in. You didn't yeah, pipe up. I didn't. So. I didn't see. You put your hand up. Only got, you only got yourself to blame. Plus, you've only just noticed now that we're on, so that would have been a problem. 22.53. What else have we got uh, going on? Is anything happening? I don't know. Have a little, have a little look. No one's messaging me. Nothing's happened yet. I think it's going quite quiet. quiet. I was hoping for like a Ishmael Asar random last minute. I've got a uh, I, really, I, I really wanted Asar to come, on, come in, to be honest. I, I thought... Yeah. At least, at least with Ismail Asar, you can you can sort of you can win a few games with him, Bailey and Watkins are. You know, even if you're getting like yesterday against Arsenal, getting pummeled. You know, you could maybe nick a goal. You can at least plan the break a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, bring back Dolan. justice for Dolan. <laughs> Who's saying that? I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never seen someone get so much praise and so much shit in equal measure on uh, on the YouTube comments. And, and both are unjustified. The prize and the, and the shit. <laughs> It's either it's either people saying how amazing Dolan is and how much they miss him or how 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 much they hate him. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how why why he's not like he's a, a controversial figure. That's what I'm saying, really. Justified. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Justice uh, for Dolan, King AC one says. Oh, Dolan for president yeah. for the love of Cormorra. Neil, Neil r- rumor has it fax machine paper was changed five minutes ago. Could be something big. What's going? On? Yeah, I'm surprised Benderek hasn't been announced by now. I'd have thought he yeah. would. Let me, let me, I'll get worried. I'll get worried. Uh, I'll say I tweeted this earlier, saying you know when they say um, they're talking about Dougie Louise, we bid, they bid twenty million now preparing a twenty-three million pound bid. I was like, how hard is it to prepare a twenty-three million pound bid? Surely you just open the document that you sent the email where you bid for the guy, change the t- you know control find all twenty million, change it to twenty-three million, <laughs> save it as a new file, send it again. Like what, Literally, what, as I said what, about bed and wreck, it's been announced by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah, yes, there it is. Have a look. There he is. Jan Bednarek has arrived. This is what I'm saying about the people making up lies about Bednarek for years on Twitter, and it's come true. This is what's going to happen to me with Jack Butland. One day he's going to sign as a third choice, 39 it, year old. I think it was. I rem- I w- I'm going to be vindicated. I wasn't involved, but I remember being told about it. Uh, Man, that was t- happening 100%. T- well, I can't say 100%. Not 99% but, sorry, that was happening. Yeah, it was yeah, done. But, but, Butlin, I, yeah, I've seen a few people say that. To be honest, it was done. Um, it was done. No, but, but Bednarek, I think it was was it Tom Cowley? I think it was maybe. I can't remember who it was, but um, prank wasn't it? Yeah, I remember it was to uh, yeah, it was the, to that guy, to the young kid. I feel bad for him now, but he was believing everything, and everyone was hanging on his everywhere that one transfer window, and uh, <laughs> the rumor on him, and it's finally happened. Is it any news on whether it's rumor. any news whether it's permanent or alone? Uh, I believe it's a loan, but I haven't actually seen the official. Um, yeah, a good signing. Just I think just says he's arrived. I'm good. I'm quite happy with that. Season long loan in Southampton. It says. Um, uh, just seen the post, social media post. Um, yeah, quite great, happy with that. There's I think a great did... tweet from Aston Villa Stata underneath. 
Jan Bednarek is the fourth Aston Villa player to have Jan in his name after Janoy Donancian, Erjan Nealand, and Iron Raker. It's a great that's, start. Where did he pluck that from? That's a shit start. I'm sorry. Nah, where do you pluck that? They got to give him credit for coming up with that. That's the kind of thing I can go on board. That is, with. That's a that's a start. That's really that that worse than knowing all the squad numbers like I do. Coming up with that, that yeah. that's actually yeah. worse. I would say. Yeah, uh, 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 I think Neil Neil did a good video on Bednarak. If anyone uh, not to plug in, not to plug another channel, but it's Neil. Yeah, we love him. Uh, but now. he's uh, he uh, he did a good video on Bednarak and his sort of strengths. So I, I definitely recommend watching that. Um, okay. I think he's he's a good player. He's good. He's, you know, he's a good player. I, I personally, it was unhappy in terms of the, what it meant for the direction of the of the club in terms of the our strategy, our scouting. He looks happy, know. but. You know, he's solid, dependable. Like I said, it's more like a, like a James Collins type signing for me. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Ironically, I was never keen on James Collins. Really? Yeah, I thought... He, I, I wasn't when we signed him, but I thought he was, he was all right uh, that first season. I thought he was good that first position, season. I thought his positioning was off, and I always thought he would try a Hollywood pass when he wasn't capable of it. He did love it. Hollywood he pass. would never be where I expected a set of right centre-back to be, a little bit like concert at the moment. He was just never where I thought he was. I'm be. offended. Sorry, Styles. <laughs> I need to... I defended it. I thought it, was, I, I thought it was decent. I love, you. I love your stats. I just so. want to know how... Like, he must have had to have trawled every Villa squad. Like, how, like, I, how he, you, he, did, he did one... How do you know that? Yeah, like I think it was the... Number of Polish players we've had, or I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. Darius could be Belgian, Bar- no, Bar- Belgian players. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I was like, how how does he come up with these stats so quickly? Like how how was he scouring? It's professionalism. To find you got to you know that's what you, if you're calling yourself the AVFC statter, you have to come up with stats and they have to be right. You know, I can't I can't imagine he's getting paid for it. You know, I don't. I tried to argue on something once and I was wrong. I was wrong to do. It. Well, I was wrong. I was not in a nasty way. I just I thought something he put was not true, and I, I was wrong. I got I got something wrong. Which is rare in Aston Villa history. With, I can remember I, a lot of weird things, but yeah, I was wrong, and he was right. Yes, that's all. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I argued with the Stato's nemesis, uh, Ty Brace's mate. Um, uh, analytics. Yeah, because yeah, I think he was, um, he was the one who was saying about it. Was it him or was it Stato said about this? It's like since Benteke, we haven't sold anyone for a profit, but... I look back and we'd, we've sold like Scott Sinclair, Amavi, um, Ashley Westwood. Ashley Westwood, yeah. Yeah. And Marvin was a, a profit. Yeah. So I looked at apparently we, so we bought him for 9 million, but we sold, him that, for, didn't we, sold, we sold him for 9 million, but we also got a loan fee the season before, 1.8 million. So overall, we're 1.8 million up. Yeah. I think we, obviously, people say I always talk about the money we got from Newcastle for Target. I think we actually made a loss on Target, from what I remember. No, I don't think so because we sold him fifty million. And I'm pretty sure we bought him for eleven and a half, rising to fifteen. So, from a P and L perspective, anyway, we yeah, they're, they're all profit anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, no, Neil's tweet's poor. That's just come in. Neil's message is poor. Ishan Bednarek. I mean, the English in this is, is terrible. Ishan Bednarek, the second player we've had that have a sleeping apparatus in his name after Peter Couch. But I mean, that wasn't Peter Couch's name. Who called Peter Crouch? I think I think Neil's had a few. I'm looking forward to his pod at eleven. Then, in fact, I hope uh, his acting history. tonight went better than his than his his, uh, his writing there. <laughs> to be fair, is this it? Are we done then? Are we not expecting a random? I mean, the lights still on. A body more heat, and uh, we can hang around for five seconds. Don't clubs sometimes do a tweet saying the lights still on if they're about to well, do we something? Did. We did. That wouldn't be something we would do though, even if the light was still on. No. Overall, what would you give our? Go on. What would you give Ooh, our ten? I like it turning into turning into the inter interviewer. Yeah, go on then. What would you uh, give it out of ten? 
Have I got that the wrong way around? Who's the interviewee and the interviewer here? I'm yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. the interviewee. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I can't judge him in 19th in the league. Forget the league. Forget the league. Forget what's happened. Well, I can't I forget the league. Okay. It's quite just forget it. Just forget about pivotal to what's going on. No, 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 no. Forget about that. That, but that's to do with strategy and that's to do with tactics and all that kind of stuff. In terms of, uh, <laughs> in terms of poor messages only there. Yeah. In terms of the actual players, Bubakar Kamara, Diego Carlos, Dodonka, Bednarak. Those four players. Augustin Cern, Olsen. Yeah, you can add to that as well. It was annoying before the season started. I thought we were really well set. Really, thought yeah, you we were, you, really... you said we have we have we've got enough even without. I thought we did. Anyone else? I thought we did. I was relatively happy with what with what we'd done. I put so much on the pre-season. I just I, and the club did. So I'm I just for some reason I just thought pre-season. I sort this lot out. We had we had a good pre-season as well in terms of results, which tells you the pre-season means absolutely nothing. But, you know, I just thought we were in a, in a decent place. I thought we'd be better, and we're not. Yeah, Kamara on the phrase is an unbelievable signing because whatever happens there. There's nothing that can go wrong with that side, and he looks and he looks good. So I'd put him at an eight, nine out of ten individually. Carlos, I think would have turned, would have been a good signing, and I think he still will be, depending on how he comes back from his injury. I'm completely dodging your question there. And Coutinho was already here. But then the others feel like a bit like fillers and backups, and mm. six between six and a seven at the moment. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh... kind. I think that's fairly kind. Um, what are I you think, saying? yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say six. Um, I don't think you can knock the Kamara and um, and Diego Carlos signings, really. No, I, I think, uh, yeah, Carlos. Unfortunate what's happened, but they both look to be excellent signings based on what, what's what we've seen so far. I'm higher I ranked have, here than I was anticipating. Yeah, um, minus two from Dolan. Um, on tre- right, right on song that was. Um, I think I, I always feel like with Villa, we're always one player short every transfer window. Where do you think we're short now? I I worry about us in the in the wide in, in terms of pace in wide areas. Um, I, I think we're short there. I think now Doug Lewis is staying. I'm quite happy with our midfield. I think Dedonk is a good signing. Yes, yeah, so um, that feels in a much healthier place than it potentially could have done. The central yes. midfield. Yeah, and uh, you never know. Maybe he'll sign a new contract. You never know. But if we sell, we sell. Then we've got time to replace. Um, I suppose from a good from a business perspective, should we have sold him for twenty five million? I don't know. Not sure. Um, probably from a business side of things, pure numbers things, you probably think actually should have maybe taken the money. But uh, then we'd all be sat here saying a bit short in central midfield. I think. I think for me, what it is is you know we were. I remember the, so many post match interviews. Gerard was you know. He sort of hinted at the summer being a big summer and change, you know, we were going to make big statement signings and things like that. And I suppose Carlos and Kamara are that to some extent. But well, Christopher uh, Gonzalez says Carlos and Kamara are nine out of ten, the rest five. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but, but you could I, say, I, you know, if Organ, Organstein and Olsen are they're brought in to be stable backups and that's what they do, then, you know, that's yeah. a good signing in a way if you, if you catch my drift. Yeah, I like I like Olsen. Uh, I obviously haven't seen Olsen enough to, to comment, but Olsen I think is a is a really good backup goalkeeper. Um and maybe we would need him after Martinez as well. I suppose it's a bit difficult Martinez's performance. Uh, he should have not not both goals I think it was a fault for but I honestly think he doesn't make those game. mistakes if he's not at Arsenal. It's almost yeah, down to yeah. like almost trying too hard again. Yeah, I think so. And also wanting you know, to do well too much it, because it's it, Arsenal. And he's getting peppered with shots as well. So. He's way too busy. Way too, Way busy. too busy. Um, and uh, yeah, but I just thought, I think 
we, I think everyone was expecting someone else. I think another four, like a, a better four than Ings and Watkins would have been nice, maybe. Oh, uh, I said this earlier, we could right. have anyone up there at the moment. They're not getting, they're not going to get any chances. Yeah, but I'm thinking, I'm saying before the season started, I mean, you know, before we, we even knew we were going to be this bad, um, I would have liked to, liked to strike a, a higher profile, top quality striker maybe. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm just, I feel like we're a bit short in, in the wide areas and because mainly because I like to see us play with with pace and and, and a bit of width. But we um, could play Bailey wide, wider. Where's the sale money? Someone says, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so the, there is money the, there. The, the, the money's not the problem here. That, that's yeah. not Villa's. That's not Villa's issue. That, that the money's not a problem. If the right player was to come around who they thought would really improve the club, they would go big money. I've absolutely no doubt in my mind about that whatsoever. They would do mm. it if Gabriel Jesus had been available and had wanted to come to Villa, for example. The club would have spent that forty-five million on him. It just would they would have done. But if the right player's not there, they won't. They won't do it. The one I'm upset, the one I like, I keep going on about him on Sky and who scored and whatever else. Paulinho at Fulham, he's a good player, big player. Maybe Dendonk will do a similar job job for us, but he just infinitely made Fulham a better size straight away with a bit of presence in the mid in the midfield, a bit of size, a bit of height, oh, good on yeah. a ball, good tackler. Portuguese yeah. international, good player, fifteen million. Well done, Fulham. Yeah, that, that is a frustrating thing. You know, there's. I suppose it's the, it's the football manager in us all, isn't it? I think. We, oh, I might um, have been playing that game since 1997. Yeah, same. And um, I think we all, all of us fans who've been playing that game just want exciting signings. And want... Neil, Neil plays it in. He doesn't even need a laptop now. He just plays it in his head every day. Yeah, exactly. And we want that gem, don't we? And we, I think you see the players that the clubs assign, like Nunes, Paqueta, Onana, you know, these types of players where. Yeah, they, you can get buzzed about them because these these kind of players, anything can happen. You know, they could be world class players. Whereas you sign a Dodonka or a Bednarak, you, you know, like I said before, you know what you're going to get. You know the, the where their ceiling is, um, and it's almost a bit boring, I suppose. It's solid and dependable, but it's very Steve Bruce and Agsum Cleach, isn't it? It's very. You much... could you could say those signings a little bit. Of, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. A little bit like this one we bought in Kieran Richardson, Joe Cole, Philip Zenderos. Yeah. Players that have played in the Premier League and been around, mm, yeah. a little, little bit that's like not, that, isn't it? That's and not that that's go not, great. That's not exciting me at all. No, um, a bit like Newcastle maybe in January when they signed Dan Byrne and Matty Target. Um, yeah, and, you know they weren't flashy signings, but signings that have worked for Newcastle. Country, but yeah, yeah, and they were solid, dependable signings, and it helped massively. But then they were in a relegation fight, and they needed that. I was hoping that we wouldn't. Mate, need we're that. nineteenth in the league, so yeah, I know, fixed, yeah, I know, doesn't but, it? But in terms, of, in terms of you know what I wanted from the beginning. Before preseason, you know the type of player we wanted. Again, it's yeah, it's just you know like Langer, Rob. You know we've got Rob McKenzie. You know this is the guy, Johan Langer as well. These are guys who've been brought in who are famous for unearthing gems. You know, yeah, you would expect Villa would have signed a Scandinavian player. It's not, I know that's not Olsen. You know what I mean? And I is it? Have I, have I completely forgot, uh, mis- uh, understood this, but or misremembering? Sorry, but didn't Rob McKenzie get Kante? Wasn't he the one who got Kante? Wasn't he? No, nah, that was uh, wasn't that Steve Walsh? Was that Steve Walsh? I thought Leicester. Rob McKenzie was. Uh, you got okay, Mahrez as well, Steve Walsh. Yeah, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Sorry. Um, I get things wrong quite often on the show. That's fine, especially the, especially the producer. Yeah, but anyway, you know, um, you know, with these transfer gurus, these are uh, you know data guys who and you know who can who can sign these gems, who can find these, you know, what what. Signing, sign the next. I don't know, like Moses Caicedo, who's now worth 40, 50 million, or 
you know, these types of players who, uh, you know, players, you know, teams buy for four, five, 10 million, 15 million, and then suddenly worth 50 million. And from a, from a footballing perspective, it's great because they're obviously going to improve and, and have got a high ceiling. Uh, from a business perspective, it's good because you can continue to, because FFP is, was always going to be concerned. And with the new UEFA rules, well, it's even more difficult. From a wages perspective, they're a lot cheaper than signing the likes of Danny Ings and Coutinho because you're not paying 100, 150 grand a week. Um, and they give you a, they can give you a similar output. So from a business perspective and from a sustainability perspective of being able to tow the FFP line, be a profitable business um, and and continue to grow as a, as a long-term viable football club, that's how you do it. Um, yeah. Signing these players, you know, we've done it, we did it, we've... Things that we Villa fans know what it is to how 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 it works when it goes wrong and and what what steps need need to be taken to go wrong you know the likes of Ross McCormack Scott Hogan these types of players and what we've done previously in the past with likes of Stephen Ireland etc where you spend big money on these types of players where when it does go wrong there's no resale value there's not, nothing there um, there's no no coming back and you're in a position yeah, the where losses Villa have made on, over the years yeah, on signings it must be scary we're still eighth I think for net spend in the last 10 years and we have hardly been in the league so again that's the worry it's um, you know uh, I think you, you you need a bit of now you need a bit of experience but you still need those gems Buka Kamara is, is definitely the kind of player you want you know buy him on a freeze guy's going to be worth 40-50 million pounds that's brilliant that's good business um, but you know, these are the players that looking at someone just tweeted the ages of the players that Gerald signed 30, 27, 28, 29, 32, 22, Kamara, 28, 27, 26. Now, obviously, I understand footballers nowadays in the modern era, they peak a lot later and they can go on and play at the high level for a lot longer than they did, say, 10, 15 years ago. But still, in terms of resale value, in terms of building that sustainable business and being able to continue to grow, because at the end of the day, if you, if you, you need good assets to sell and recycle that money and then continue to grow and and, and be a, a good club and, and sign good players. And if you're in a position where you're, you're taking big losses on the likes of Danny Ings, because that is very viable that Danny Ings doesn't get too much of a kick of the season if we decide to play, continue to play one up front. Um, and I want it really has to be Watkins, I'm afraid. It has to be Watkins. To be. And, and Danny Ings is going to cost you 100, 100 odd grand a week and it costs you 25 million, 30 million. And in two years' time, he's going to end up at, I don't know, Bournemouth or whatever. Um, and we're going to have to pay him off. Uh, and we all know it's going to happen. And we've seen it happen so many times in the past with players that we've signed under, even Martin and Neil, you know, we had likes of Habby Bay and players like that who are on big wages. You know, that, that it's all well and good having that experience, but it's, it's a difficult business model to uh, continue for the longer term. Mm. Should we call it? Mainly because I feel, not that I'm having a good time, but I really feel like people aren't going to go back and, and watch a show that's an, hour, that's an hour long that I haven't watched live. So we want to keep those views up. We want to keep those views up. I think we've, we've covered everything. It's not looking like Villa have got anything up their sleeve, a little bit of a magic transfer. Remember when we signed Tom, remember when we signed, like, didn't know whether we'd signed Tom Cleverley or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, suddenly, from, suddenly from nowhere, like, was it a day later it announced that we signed Yeah. Transfer window, it's deadline day is not the same, is it? When we, since when we were growing up and watching it, it's not. It's not as exciting as it was back in Sky Sports News days. I mean, Sky Sports News has come on leaps and, ba- leaps and bounds in the last month, Omar, as you as you well know. Some, oh, really? Why great, is that, is that fresh, great, fresh talent on the in the in the, in the last month or so, I would say. But yeah, let's go. Two right. shows today on the Villa View. If you didn't listen to the match preview with myself and Neil, go back and depress yourself and listen to that. And of course, there'll be a match preview tomorrow 
previewing that Man City onslaught that's about to come at the weekend at Villa Park. So, yeah, watch out for that. Subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on and you'll know when, when that's coming out. Thanks to everyone that's tuned in. Good numbers, I think, listening to me and Omar just talk rubbish for an hour. So thanks ever so much for tuning in. As I say, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.